Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, where we help you to leverage a video podcast to build your personal brand, your business, and to get paid doing what you love. Whether you want to listen to experts in their field and how they built their businesses and scaled them with social media, or hour-long solo podcasts where I just drop as much knowledge as I possibly can. If you want to learn how to leverage a video podcast to grow your business and get paid doing what you love, this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the show, everyone. In this episode, we're going to be talking about three reasons why you should start a video podcast and three reasons why you shouldn't start a video podcast. Video podcasting is really interesting because... There's so many different things that go into it as far as skill, as far as equipment, different things like that. You can start with very basic skills, very basic equipment, and you can grow into this and scale for a very long time. In fact, I don't know that you'll ever perfect the art of podcasting, whether that's a solo show or that's a guest show. So in today's episode, what I wanted to talk about is three of the top reasons I suggest you start a video podcast and three of the reasons that you might want to avoid starting a video podcast. I want to play both sides here because I don't want to talk you in starting a video podcast. I want to maybe unveil some truths that you know about yourself that maybe are you know telling you this is a good idea. Or if you are at that point where this is maybe not the best idea, but you feel like it is. It's that shiny object syndrome. I can talk you out of it because this is hard work and this is something that can absolutely change your life, but you have to be able to stick to it. And it has to be something you really want to do. So first the pros, the three things, the three benefits that maybe you're not thinking about that are beneficial to starting a video podcast. And the first one I have to say is the networking, the creating connections with other people who do similar things to you and or do things that you find inspiring and allow you to learn, allow you to grow. So it really depends on what your podcast is about. This podcast here, Branding with Video, we talk to experts who have you know either built a business or building a business or have built a business off social media. They've used social media to scale their business, to grow their business, to give more brand awareness, eyeball sales, revenue in their business. It's, it's very fascinating to me. One of the first classes that I ever took that I was really interested in was social media marketing and social media marketing. It was fascinating to me. I loved it. I loved the idea of it and I loved creating videos. This is something that I've been interested in a long time. I'll have to talk about my, my start in the video sometime, or you can go check out some of my uh, guest podcast episodes. I've talked about it a little bit there, but video has always been something that interested me. I love creating videos. I love creating things that build emotion, allow you to feel something, allow you to change because emotion is something I experience different than a lot of the world. I have Asperger's syndrome and it's, it's not that I don't have emotions, but it's different. It looks different. It sounds different and you recognize it and see it differently. And so creating content is something that kind of levels the playing field. We all have similar feelings, similar things when you watch a certain piece of content and I can kind of deconstruct and, and help to build that feeling and really convey what it is that I allow the world to hear me, which sometimes is a little bit difficult. And so it's something that I've loved for a long time. And if you want to start a video podcast, likely you have some sort of inclination experience, something where video is something you like video, is something that you want to do. Now, this may be something that you're like, no, I just I want to position myself as an expert. I've heard videos great, and I'm just going to do what I have to do. Is that the best motivation for this? Maybe it depends on how motivated you are to excel in your career. It could be, it absolutely could be something that works well, but I would caution you that if that's your only reason, 
there's probably some other better ways to build your career and to be seen as an authority in your industry or in your field because video takes time. Video takes either time investment, money investment, or both. And usually both. Once you're totally set up with your video podcast, you can spend the time and do the editing, the recording, all that yourself. But likely, if you're still building a business, you're trying to scale, you're trying to be the expert in your field, you're going to have to hire team members. You're going to have to outsource a lot of these tasks if you want to continue to do what you need to do to build your business. So one of the things here that I want to mention is that you can build excellent connections. You can build a great network, but that is only worth something if you also have the passion behind creating the video podcast. Because if you lose the passion for the video podcast and the start of your connection with someone was because of your video podcast and they realize, hey, you fizzled out, you stopped, you didn't complete the thing I was helping you to do, helping you to build, that relationship can be a little bit burdened. And a lot of the guests that you're going to bring on, at least in my experience, you may not have a really deep connection with or a deep relationship with, but you continue to keep in touch with them, contact with them and grow together. Some of the people you interview are gonna be way ahead of you. Some are gonna be way behind you and it's okay. You just, you have all of this wonderful experience that you're learning from and growing from. Everyone has something to teach you and it's amazing that way. Now, if you're doing a solo podcast and you're not going to have guests at all, same, like I would argue that the desire to create video is even more important because it's no longer guests. It's no longer you bringing on other people. Now it is just you and you have to learn how to talk. You have to learn how to talk for a good amount of time and say things cohesively. It is wonderful that way because you do get to practice some skills, but you have to have even more of a drive to create video because you no longer have the benefit of bringing on guests. You no longer have the positive outcome, building your network as your podcasting. So there's a few things here, but number one, I think the most unexpected benefits that I've seen really is that podcasting allows you to create connections, to get invited to speak on other podcasts, to connect with other people, as well as to, you know, you having these connections with people you probably never would have connected with in the first place. So that's pro number one, building your connections, building your uh, network with video podcasting. It's absolutely amazing. So the number two pro, another two reason I think that you should start a video podcast is actually the scalability of content from a video podcast. Now, today's episode's probably going to be somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes. I've thought about shortening my solo podcast episodes uh, to 30 minutes, and I'll actually, I think I'm going to put a poll here on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, there's a poll. If not, find me on Instagram, hit me up, say, hey, Zach, your 60 minute episodes are too long, shorten them down to 30 and I'll do my very best. But in all honesty, the thing here is that you have a good amount of content. 30 to 60 minutes are for my episodes, whether that's with a guest or solo. And then you can pay someone or you can do it yourself. You can cut content from these. I can cut a YouTube video from these. I can cut TikTok videos from these. I can, there's a lot of different things that I can do here. And it, it's all, it's one video. I'm sitting down essentially batch recording content because I'm recording for 30 to 60 minutes. Now these do go a little bit longer than I do a little bit of editing, but you know, you get the point. There's a lot of content here and hopefully I've done my job and I'm creating these little sound bites. I have these little gold nuggets that say, hey, here's the reason why you should do this. And I can snippet that into 15, 20, 30 seconds and you get incredible value from it. Now that's a skill again, something you need to master. 
but you're able to scale your content and not have to content natively for every platform. Now, I do think, and this will be another topic for a different podcast, but you need to have this pyramid or this funnel or have a setup of different platforms that you are focusing on. I don't think that you should only focus on one platform and just throw clips that you've cut from it everywhere. Now, can that work? Sure, but it's not very effective. I think that you need to have a few platforms that you dedicate your time, your resources to creating content for it, learn what that platform needs and really double down on it and create content that way. Now, repurposing to be everywhere, sure. If you have a team to do that, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. But if you're not focusing on really learning what works on each of these platforms, you're gonna be missing out. Uh, I was listening to a podcast recently, actually it's a Creative Elements, an amazing podcast by Jay Klaus. And one of the things that his guest said, and I think it was James Clear that said this actually, said that the difference in social media between good content and great content a minus and A plus content. It doesn't sound like a lot, but the difference he said is it's you know magnified. It's magnitudes larger. It's not one, two, three X better. It's 10, a hundred or a thousand times better. So if you want to be the cream of the crop that, you know, cream always rises to the top. So you want to be the A plus, you really need to focus in on quality, but there's a journey here. There is a time. And again, we'll talk about this in a future episode, but there's a time where you need to focus on volume and just your videos aren't going to be great and that's okay. Get the volume and get the reps in, get the beginner mistakes out of the way and get your garbage videos, so to speak, out of the way. Like I, I know nobody wants to hear that and everybody has a different range of garbage videos. Mine was probably my first 60 videos. I would consider garbage videos. And you know, there are a few, obviously, as you go along, when I've transitioned from my first YouTube channel to what I'm doing now or different ones, it takes a little bit of time to find your voice, figure out what's working for that channel and what you want to say, how you want to say it. But the thing here is that you get to learn and it's okay to not have people watching you at the beginning, not have an audience because you've got some reps to get in that are going to be a little bit ugly, going to be a little bit not so great. And that's okay. Get those reps in, make sure that you're practicing and improve your skill and you'll get a lot. But the point of that is what you need to do is, is practice for some of these platforms. For me, I, I have the platforms that I am focusing on and they change. They really do. I like to go all in on a new platform for three to six months, really see what the potential is for the benefit. If I can fit it in long-term and if it really makes sense, you know, I've tested recently TikTok, I've tested Amazon live, I've tested a lot of different things, podcasting, something I'm testing now. And this one, I feel like really pulls in all my skills. So keep listening to the show and I'll keep making it. But there are a few things here where I, I feel like the platform is right. I feel like the medium of content creation is something I really need to focus on. And then I look at the numbers. I, I think about it. I ponder about it and I ask myself, is this really where the people are that I want to work with, where the people are that I want to build an audience at? Sometimes the answer is yes. And then the next you know, question that I'm going to ask myself is, does it have the most leverage? Does it have the most effect that I'm looking for? And a lot of times the answer to that is no. And so I have to make decisions and you can only focus heavily and very intensely and deeply on a few different platforms before you're watered down and before you're not really learning and growing. And so currently my, my platforms have shifted the past few days because I've done another t session where I sat down and I thought and I pondered and I am religious. So I prayed and I'm thinking through what is going to have the most effect. What is going to be the best move that I can make? long-term and you can focus on, I would say three platforms at most email list is your fourth. It's non-negotiable. You have to have that, uh, but you need to pick three platforms that are different 
that one is short form, very highly leveraged brand awareness type content, mid form, very SEO friendly, searchable that way. And then the long form, which allows you to connect with your viewer a lot better. So I've kind of designed those that way and I can create this video podcast and cut for all of those, which I do. I have an editor that I'm paying to create some of these clips that way I can get some of the volume out there, but likely those clips are going to be B level work, which is just fine. Getting in the volume at a decent level is great because it does allow you to continue to grow. It does put some of those things in there. But the problem is if you really want to grow, if you want those hundred X results, those thousand X results, you need to learn how to create a plus content. And that takes concentrated effort, a lot of work. But once you get a formula down, once you figure it out, you can reproduce it. Is it going to still take a lot more effort than just sending my video podcast over and having cut, you know, clips cut? Absolutely. But those will keep my channels plugging along and then I can really focus in on, okay, what does it look like to make the right type of content? What does it look like to make content that's going to allow my thoughts, my ideas, and my content to go viral? Is that easy? No, it's incredibly hard, which is why you need to focus on it. If that's your goal, if you have a very small group of people and you're okay with moderate, slow growth, maybe you don't need to do that. Maybe just creating this video podcast and sending it over is all you need to do. So you need to make some decisions here, but the second pro here is that Filming a video podcast, especially if you're busy, it's a really easy way to make a lot of content really fast, very leveraged and, and scale it. If you can just you know, pay a couple team members, contractors, companies to do a lot of this work for you. So that's pro number two. Now, pro number three that I didn't think about with video podcasting is actually improving my presentation skills, improving my content creation skills. Because if, if you're doing live streaming or you're doing a solo podcast, they feel very similar to me with live streaming. If, if you mess up too bad, that's it. It's done with podcast. You can live stream it, but you can also record this privately and it goes a lot better as far as the editing goes. These are long videos, so they do take a while to edit, but you can do it that way. And I absolutely recommend that you do one or the other. You practice this. We are talking about video podcasts, so I'm going to dissuade you or persuade you over into creating a video podcast. But the thing here is that your presentation skills, your ability to think on your feet, your ability to create great content and talk through and have a good voice in content is going to improve drastically because you're not shooting three 30 second videos once a week. You're shooting 30 to 60 minutes of content once a week. And that is a lot of practice. That is a lot of going through the emotions and you know practicing some of these skills. And I, I would recommend listen to your own podcast afterward. You're probably going to hate it for a while and that's okay. But if you'll listen, if you'll even edit your own podcast, you're going to learn a lot of things a lot faster because you'll notice the things you don't like, things that you don't do well, and look at it with a critical eye. Some of the times I do not like watching my content because for example, I had one video, it took eight hours to film, it took 26 hours to edit, it turned out to be a six minute YouTube video. And even watching it to this day, I still have issues. I still have things that I'm like, I could have done that better. This is off, that's off. And I'm, I'm very hypercritical of it which is okay until I've released it. Once it's released, make note of the things I need to fix, move on. Don't keep focusing on this because if you keep focusing on it, there, there's no benefit there. You're not creating better content from that, but you need to learn from the lessons. And I you know, do the same thing with your content practice. If you have to do a 15 minute solo podcast episode at first practice, get the practice in, create content, talk through and listen to your own thing. It might suck. That's okay. That really is okay. If it does suck and you recognize it, you're making progress. You're realizing that, Hey, I'm not doing this well. Here are things that I need to work on. And those skills aren't just going to transfer into more content. They're also going to transfer into 
how you present yourself on sales calls or presentations at work or in your company or when you're talking with potential partners or sponsors or whatever it is, however you're building this, your ability to you know produce a well-scripted, well, maybe not well-scripted, but well-worded and very eloquent podcast is going to transfer into everything else you do. I have a friend here in the neighborhood and he loves to watch my Amazon or my LinkedIn lives, not because he likes the content. He really doesn't. It's It's over his head as far as you know, what it is. And quite frankly, it's just not in his interest area. And that's fine because we're talking about video podcasting. He doesn't care about the equipment, the gear or anything. Uh, he does join me on some content, but what he likes to see is my skill in presenting my skill and ability in getting ideas across and the passion and the enthusiasm that I have for the idea. I come alive. I mentioned I have Asperger's and so I am quiet and reserved a lot of time but on these video podcasts. I come alive when I have a guest. I just, I love it. I, I am, I do need to work on my guest skills, my guest interviewing skills. It's a lot harder than I thought it was. And this is after me creating well over a thousand videos at this point. And it's difficult. It really is. But I, I come alive when it's a solo podcast. I can do this. I have skill in this because I've been creating content for a while and I love it. it it's one of my passions. And so he loves seeing that. He loves seeing me come alive. And you watch my first video, hundred videos and I'm not alive. <laughs> I'm boring. I did, I'm a little harsh here. Maybe video 40-ish, 40 to 50, uh, definitely by 60. I, I was much better. I was much more enthusiastic. I had a lot more passion for what I was doing and understanding of how to create good content, but it did take a while. And now when you watch my content, hopefully it looks easy. Hopefully you think that creating a video podcast has to be easy. This looks effortless. I hope that's the sentiment you get from this, but you can see here, you know, I stumble on words sometimes. I am trying to think through, I'm trying to make sure that I convey everything that I'm trying to convey. It's still a skill I'm working on. It's still not easy, but it's much easier than it used to be. It's much more streamlined, a habit, a character trait now to create content like this. So, you know, that is pro number three is these scales are going to transfer. They're going to be able to go over into anything else that you do in your work life, in your business, you know, whatever it is that you're doing these skills transfer. So make sure that you are paying attention to how you're creating content, be critical of your content, find skills that you can work on and that your success will go up in every area of your life, professionally, personally. It's incredible what being a great content creator can do for your life. All right. So now that we've covered three of the pros of creating a video podcast, let's cover three of the cons because there are some things that are a little bit difficult with creating video podcasts that you're going to want to consider. I'm going to try to convince you away from a video podcast for a few minutes, which is not something I normally do, but if you're going to be in this, if you're going to commit to this, you really need to be in this and commit to it. So the number one thing that is a con to this is that this is, it's difficult that there, there are so many skills that go into this. Now this was a pro that if you practice these skills, other things are improved in your life, but you have to learn how to you know, set up a camera how to operate your camera. Unless you have team members, crew, something you're paying, then you won't have to. But for most of us, we wanna buy our own equipment, learn how to operate it, and save some costs that way because producing a video is so much more expensive than you think. I remember a client that I was working with and you know they had a great crew that were creating amazing videos. And I asked them, it's like, hey, you know, I'm curious, you know, how much would it cost if I wanted like a five or 10 minute video from you? It's like, well, since you're part of this group, and we would give you a discounted rate and it's just the videoing and editing and sending over probably about $3,000, $4,000 per video. It's like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely insane. Where at $3,000 to $4,000 a video, a few videos and you will have a really nice video podcasting setup. 
And so it's difficult when you want to skip some of the skill learning and and you don't have the money to be able to hire a crew to do this. And I don't know anyone, well, don't know many people that are willing to spend that kind of money and have the ability to do that. So what you need to do is understand that you're going to have to learn how to use a camera, set up your lighting, set up your microphone, and get good sound, and likely at the beginning, learn editing. And that's, again, a skill. That, that one's easier to outsource. That one's easier to find people for. But a lot of these things you're going to have to learn. And I have created resources for this. I'm actually working on a course to help with your video, your lighting, your sound, all of that good stuff, because I've found that's a pretty big need. It's a ways out, though. I've made two versions of the, the course so far, and I want it to be amazing. I want it to be A-plus work, and so it's going to be a little bit. But there are so many resources on YouTube online that you can find. But you have to, by trial and error, figure out how to create content learn how to set up your camera, learn how to do all these things. And it's not easy. It really is not. Every time I get a new piece of equipment, my setup is thrown off just a little bit. And even having created as many videos as I have, there'll be times where I'm like, man, that setting was off. It looks terrible. In fact, I had one video where I, mean, I talked about an audio recorder that I really love and how you can't ruin the audio. And I had the setting set wrong and I actually did. I ruined the audio and I actually did it twice. Those mess ups, those mistakes, are very frustrating and that's an equipment and user error mistake where I haven't learned enough to be able to operate this and it's supposed to be easy it's supposed to be almost foolproof and I happen to mess it up and so it's frustrating it's frustrating to feel like oh, I, I did so well in so many ways and this one thing for me is overshadowing a lot of the value that 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 content could have had maybe for others it doesn't but it is frustrating you know when I say find the things that you need to work on and focus on them they can be absolutely infuriating that it's not progressing as fast as you want. And it's great. It really is great for development, for personal and professional development, but it, it can be overwhelming. It can be exhausting at times. And so learning the vast amount of skills that you need to is probably my number one con to video podcasting. Now, can you make it easy? Absolutely. And there'll be times where I do a video, some video content, video podcast content. In fact, I, I'm going to be doing some video podcasting setup videos on my YouTube channel. That's a, we are video makers. And, and I want to give you a few different setups, whether you're traveling, whether you want just a simple setup, you want a complex, expensive setup. I want to give a few options. And so those videos might help, but you get to decide and develop what your podcast looks like, what it sounds like, what parts you have in your video, what you don't. If, you've, if you're watching the video podcast, you probably have seen that I have a Boba Fett Lego head over here in the corner. Uh, very subtle, but a little bit of personality in there. And it's fun. It really is. You know, I got a blue background. If you're listening, describe a little bit for you. Jet black microphone. I have some cool elements here that I love and that I like. But the thing here is that you get to decide. You get to choose what it looks like, what it sounds like, all those things. The hard thing is here is that you get to design and have to design what that looks like. And it takes a while sometimes to get to the point where you're happy with. So the con, number two, biggest con of creating a video podcast is you have to be consistent. There are some other types of content, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, like you can release, if you release a YouTube video every single day of the at the same time, every single week, same day, it's great. It builds consistency, allows your audience to understand when you're creating content. Is it make or break if you miss a day? No. If you're late by a day or two? No. 
podcasting though is different. Podcasts are kind of like your favorite TV show. You expect them like on my Tuesday drive into work, I am listening to the branding with video podcast. And if it's not out, I don't actually release on Tuesday. So that's a bit terrible idea. Mondays and Fridays, if, if it doesn't come out on those days, I, I feel like I missed something. I feel like I was let down. I feel like you know that person didn't show up because the attitude and the thought processes behind a podcast are much different than other content on YouTube. Highly searchable. I, I don't recommend you create videos that are only highly searchable. You know, that's something that we've talked about a little bit. But the thing here is that if you have videos that are highly searchable, you know, for example, best travel podcast studio setup, one video that I'm going to make, I do need to figure out a way to make it you know, more psychologically based as far as the title goes. But just for example, if I titled that and you're searching that, you'll find it because on YouTube, it's very search based on podcasts. You might find it, but probably not because the search engine and the searchability on podcasts is not near what it is on YouTube. And so you're not listening to channel based on search volume on search based. You're listening to these different podcast shows because you're interested in the topic and you want a weekly dive in a weekly guest, a weekly something to really go into. And you have this, it's a following based on habit and routine, not a following based on I've searched this. And every time I search your videos pop up. And so I figure you're going to have other items or other questions slash answers that I need based on what I'm searching. And so you really have to fall in love with the host of the podcast show versus the content creator of the YouTube video. And so you have to be consistent when you're creating content. I, I release on Mondays and Fridays and in retrospect, I should have probably done Tuesdays and Fridays because a couple of times come Sunday night, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Ready for tomorrow. Oh, my podcast is supposed to release Monday morning at 5 a.m. I get up at 5 a.m. And so if it hasn't released, which is 7 a.m. on the Eastern coast, I might have some angry listeners. I, have, I might have some listeners that leave and, and don't come back. It, it is that big of a deal sometimes, not always. But one thing you need to know here is that you need to be consistent and that's hard. And for me, it's a great practice because having Asperger's ADHD, a couple of other things, it's hard for me to be consistent, have a routine. I need it very badly. It's very good for me to have a routine and have this consistency, but it's incredibly hard for me to stick to. And so having you know, another thing that is consistent, having another thing that I have to show up for consistently in the same way, at the same time, in the same place is helpful for me. It's helpful for me to create that habit and that consistency. And honestly, all of us could benefit from a routine of some sort, having accountability that we need to remain consistent to. So I could turn this into a pro very easily, but the con here is that it's difficult to get that consistency and to remain consistent in your posting and uploading schedule. And don't come one of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten. This was actually from Dylan Schmidt. I had him on uh, the podcast and actually the episode hasn't released yet, but go ahead and look forward to some of the podcasts and you'll see uh, Dylan. Schmidt. And the thing here is he said, do not commit to a posting schedule that you can't keep to, because if you commit to that schedule, you need to show up on that schedule. So start at once a week, once every other week, whatever you feel like there's no way I'm going to fail to show up in this consistency. And then if you want to increase, you know, how often you show up, then you can do that, but don't do it right out the bat. Have several episodes, several weeks planned out in advance before you ever launch your video podcast. That way you can remain consistent and you won't have this work against you. Right out the gate, I committed to two podcast episodes a week. It's a bit difficult. It really is. I've so far been able to maintain it and it's been great. And I think I'll be able to keep this going long-term, but life events might come up. Things might get difficult when we have a baby on the way. And so maybe that throws things off. And I, I hope my listeners will be understanding if that happens. I, I figure they will, 
But also, what if I don't have the time to explain what's happening? What if they don't know why I disappeared? That consistency is important. On YouTube, I could I could do a community post and I can say, hey, new baby, I'm not going to show up for a couple of weeks. Okay, great. Podcast, you can't do that. So consistency, probably the number two con <laughs> to starting a video podcast. So let's move into the number three con to having a video podcast. I would say the the number three con to creating a video podcast is actually the feeling of complacency because when you create a 30 to 60 minute podcast episode, you feel really accomplished, which is great. That's a great pro. The problem is you've only created one piece of content and you can repurpose it into a lot of pieces. You've only accomplished one hard thing so far. And it's really easy for me to say, I did my video podcast this morning. I don't need to do anything else. I, that was a lot of work. It was very hard. I feel very accomplished. And so my day's good. I'm done. And depending on where you're at in your journey, in your career, maybe you need that sense of fulfillment and that sense of I've accomplished something, so I don't need to do more work. I have a lot of building to do. I have a lot of things that I really need to work on. I'm looking at starting potentially a group where we do a live training once a month. Uh, not really a community, but more of a live ongoing course um, that is fairly inexpensive. Maybe a community. I don't know. I'm working on a lot of things. But in order to have the revenue that I need to sustain where I can say, hey, I don't have to work that hard today, still working on that. And having a huge piece of consistency or complacency where I, consistently each week I'm creating this video podcast and consistently on those days, I feel complacent with the amount of work that I've done before the day even starts. It's not a good way to start a week or a day because there's still so much to do, so much work to do. And I start to fill the rest of the day with busy work, which is not great. And once that busy work starts, it's really hard to get back into the groove. It's really hard to make sure that things happen. I am implementing some tools, strategies, different things like that to make sure that doesn't happen as much, but it's hard. And just understand that you can't get complacent. You really can't. You need to keep pushing forward. You need to keep creating. You need to keep building. Video podcasting is just one part of what you do. It's just one thing that, that builds your business, that gives you brand awareness, that builds you into the authority that you want to be and gives you the recognition that you're looking for. So there's so many things here that are hard about creating a video podcast. There's so many good things. You know, there's lots of pros and cons. I hope some of these pros, cons have helped you to think through whether or not you should start a video podcast. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you need to consider not showing up in a video podcast because it's not something that's the most beneficial for you. It is, it is a lot of work and a lot of investment time-wise, money-wise you know, mental space and capacity wise, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. So I want to make sure that you have some of these thoughts. Hopefully I've convinced you to start a video podcast or not to. You've made a decision. You're no longer in the middle of the road and both are great. Both really are. I would say that a video podcast is going to benefit more of you than not, but I think some of you are on the fence that really shouldn't start a video podcast. There are other things that you can focus on that are more important. And so Hopefully I've helped you to make a decision. So that's the most important thing here. Make a decision, stick to it, and go get the results that you're after. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the show. Make sure to join us on Friday where we have Lloyd George. He'll be joining us and teaching us again about how to grow your podcast, how to make money with your podcast, and how to make podcasting part of a sustainable business for you. So have a great week, and I'll see you on Friday. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes 
and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.